Welcome to episode 572 of the show. Before I begin, I'd like to apologize because today is another out and about recording. So you're going to hear lots of noise in the background, cars moving back and forth. Um, some people might even pass real close to me and there are people having conversations all over the place. So now with that uh, warning out of the way, let's delve straight into the topic for today's show. Now today we're going to look at trade shows for getting leads and chasing customers. It's a continuation of the topics that we have been uh, discussing the past couple of days. Although we started off the uh, the narrative talking about new school methods, online uh, methods. So since we've gone into that in a lot of detail, I'm not going to bother to make a recap. So this is your first time of listening to the show and you want to hear about uh, SEO, um, what else, advertising online, um, what else, uh, newsletters, you know, those sorts of things. Now just skip back um, the prior episodes, the last uh, five, six episodes, um, check the headers, the subjects, and you'll be able to find more information there to whet your curiosity. So beginning with today, episode 572, we're going to start looking at old school methods. Now when I say old school methods, I mean methods prior to the uh, the dominance of the internet. So I'm not speaking about new school, old school in any other um, context. Uh, remember, now this classification is a personal one, so expect to see different classifications. Uh, if, you, if you go to the internet or if you check your business books, about um, if, you, if you're researching lead generation and stuff like that, expect different kinds of classifications. But this is just a simple way that I think about it so that we can explain it to folks. And maybe it also stems from my um, background in the wedding and the event industry. And so that's how we would kind of uh, think about um, stuff like this. Uh, yeah, internet or no internet, uh, online versus offline, uh, things of that nature. Okay, so straight to trade shows. Now, what is a trade show? A trade show is simply an exhibition to promote products and services. Uh, it's usually attended by lots of um, industry partners and sometimes it's attended by customers, depending on how the whole thing was set up to begin with. Now, uh, the different kinds of um, trade shows, uh, since this is not my field, I can give you guys an objective classification of uh, the different kinds of trade shows and stuff like that. So I'm just going to go off of my personal experience in Abuja and in Lagos, just to give you examples of trade shows that I've either been a part of or that I have um, uh, witnessed firsthand. So there is the, uh, so, uh, well, of course, for those of you who've been listening for a while, you know of my prior experience in the wedding and the event space. So of course there's um, wedding expos or wedding bridal fairs or um, whatever it is that you choose to call them. There's the bridal experience uh, which is organized by brides and babies. They bridal outfit Abuja, Lagos and Houston and they throw this bridal experience which is a one-day affair where they have pre-qualified brides who have already bought wedding uh, dresses um, and for me that's one of the more choicey uh, wedding expos or wedding fairs to attend because these brides are very serious and it's a small um, it's a small crowd and it's very uh, targeted so it's a bridal fair that I've spoken about very um, highly so if you've listened to this show for a while you wouldn't be surprised to hear me um, repeat this uh, recommendation but I'd like to point out that I'm not under any form of uh, retainership or I'm not being paid in any way to 
um, endorse the organizers of this fair, but it's a good fair. So, um, what happens at Bridal Experience? Uh, everybody shows up to the Brides and Babies store in uh, in Abuja in Wusetu. So it's all under uh, one roof. And then there's an assortment of uh, wedding photographers, wedding planners, uh, food people, uh, cakes, drinks, um, what else, cakes, drinks, uh, DJs, okay, one DJ. Uh, MCs, uh, the last time there were two MCs, uh, Masters of Ceremony. Um, let's see what else. Um, okay, I think people in the travel space also come along for these sorts of things. That's for couples who are planning weddings abroad or they want to go for their honeymoons abroad. So uh, those sorts of people also show up as well. So you can see what I alluded to in the earlier de um, definition. It's an exhibition where all the promote our products and services. I've taken part in several of these. So of course you have industry partners that are there, there's me, there's other photographers, there's uh, other wedding planners and then customers pass through, they get to see, uh, meet and greet, uh, do all their research and then hopefully from there we'll get to drum up some business. So that's the idea of a wedding expo or a bridal fair. Now that's not the only one in Abuja uh, or rather in Nigeria, there's the wedding expo sorry the wed expo yeah that's i think they call themselves wed expo w-e-d wed expo um they're back again after covid and uh there's going to be one in lagos for 2023 i don't know if they have anyone planned for abuja i used to be in touch with the organizer uh Aking, the organizer of um, wed expo but i haven't chatted with him in a while and then since i'm not in the wedding space anymore i didn't bother sending a message to find out if there's anything planned for uh abuja so if you're listening to this uh, recording right now and you are a wedding um, event person based in Abuja and you're curious just uh, google wed expo uh, and um, Akin's website and the numbers of the people that I need to reach will be there you can call and find out if they have any plans for Abuja so that's an example of uh, trade shows in the wedding space and in the event space then there's also the GTB uh, GTB that's a guarantee trust bank in Nigerian bank there's the GTB food and fashion fair or something like that I think it's food and fashion expo or food or fashion uh, fair which also happens to be facilitated by this young man that I mentioned um, Aking the person who does the wed um, expo so I think um, for the guaranteed trust bank food and fashion is it food and fashion fusion or food and fashion lifestyle or something and if you search Google um, you'll find it it's a yearly thing uh, Lagos um, yeah, I think Lagos. I haven't heard of it um, in Abuja. And of course, there's a bunch of vendors in the food space and in the fashion space and everybody gets there and they're exhibiting their stuff. And then ordinary folks like me who are curious um, about food, because I'm definitely curious about food, we get to walk through, get to see different uh, uh, food vendors, uh, different restaurants, uh, stuff like that. And um, they're going to get an opportunity to, I'll have an opportunity to do my research uh, they also will get the opportunity to get some contact details so they can follow up later, you know, maybe find some customers um, here and there. Other people who are into uh, fashion, like my wife likes to dress up, so my wife might be there for the uh, fashion end of stuff. And um, yeah, so that's another um, example. You have people, they're getting together, they're promoting their products and their services. In this case, they're promoting food, they're promoting fashion. Industry people are there, and then customers are also going to walk through and uh, may the best man win, or may the best woman win when it comes to generating business. And there's also the NSE, that's the Nigerian Society of Engineers, I think. 
They host multiple uh, conferences and trade shows and things like that. I think the last one was organized in Abuja in 2022, and the concept is the same. Although, I kind of suspect that for the NSC, maybe it might be mostly industry partners that might come through, and maybe maybe not customers. I'm not sure. I haven't attended. Um, for last year, I was um, asked to put in a bid for photography and um, video coverage for the event and that's how i got to know um, about it um because one of the organizers was my was a past client from a portrait um session oh and by the way for those of you who are listening to this who are in the wedding and the event space i hope you're getting an example about um when i talk about how we shouldn't think about um events being one and done there's this idea that if you take somebody's portrait then uh, that's the end of the story or if you cover somebody's wedding that's the end of the story rather we should look for ways to maximize the lifetime customer value of the people that we do business with because it opens up business opportunities in other ways that we cannot fathom so like the nse thing that i spoke about nigerian society of engineers i end up doing a uh covering a wedding for one person I do a good job of staying in touch. They recommend me for a portrait session to another person. And then I end up doing a good job there and I stay in touch. And then um, as my career um, starts broadening out and I start doing um, corporate events and stuff like that, they invite me to put out the bid for the NSC conference for photography and video. I didn't get the job. But that's beside the point. Whether I got the job is besides the point or not. It's to show that from building relationships, you can leverage a wedding and go through all the way through uh, portraits and then end up in corporate um, functions. So let's stop thinking of these things as one and done for those people in the wedding and the event space. That's why I keep ranting about um, all these sorts of things. So if you want to be exclusively weddings, then yeah, of course, it's, it's going to be one and done because... Uh, the person gets married once and God willing we don't expect them to get divorced and then get married um, again so it's going to be one and done or at best maybe another uh, wedding for a member of the bridal party or something like that but your prospects for repeat business and referrals are uh, limited if you want to remain in that space but I think we should be open minded and leverage other opportunities as they come across so that's it with the NSE then there's also the uh, the real old ones when I say old um Put it in context i'm an 80s baby so um there might be older fairs because i think there used to be some international motor fair or something like that that my father used to attend and um, i've met a client right now who is uh, about 70 years old who remembers some of those fairs there used to be um, motor fairs across west africa uh, i think even involving some racing starting in the northern part of nigeria and crossing through the desert and stuff like that so uh, I guess that is really, really old, really back in the day, um, international motor affairs. But that was beyond, um, that was uh, earlier than my time. So the, the ones that I have caught are the ones that some of you should be familiar with. And that's for those of us who are in our 40s and approaching 50s or beyond. There's the um, uh, Abuja International Trade Fair, Lagos International Trade Fair, those sorts of things. I mean, those, those ones uh, have been going on annually, uh, well, almost annually what's that word is it biannually when you happen every two years or every three years i can't remember but anyway those ones seem to be a staple abuja international trade fair lagos international uh trade fair 
uh, those ones are really general in scope then uh, what else okay there was a new one that I saw last year Abuja International Real Estate Fair or something like that that was uh, 2022 then uh, there's also um, an Abuja International Food Show that was a new one as well in 2022 and I think that was put together by the Ministry of uh, Tourism I think is it tourism the government parastate will put that um, together if I was to make a rough guess I'll say it's um, uh, Ministry of Tourism now I didn't get to participate in that but my video partners ended up uh, providing the uh, some of the coverage for um, for that and I think lighting and um, sound as well yep so anyway that's just an example of what trade shows look like and you see that they span the gamut whether it's weddings whether it's fashion whether it's agriculture whether it's engineering or real estate or food or fashion trade shows are out there and they are a good way of getting leads and chasing customers now is it worth the time heated question because it's something i get asked a lot especially when i was really active in the wedding space people would say wedding expo is it worth the hassle and the answer is it depends who is going to be in attendance is it going to be mostly industry partners or is it going to be customers if you think there are going to be loads of customers there i think it's worth taking a shot especially if you have the cash to spare for instance brides and babies uh it's not it's not expensive it's affordable one day event uh the last time was i think it was about 50k also one day event so if business has been good last year and you have some spare cash you might as well try it out and then um see for yourself so who's going to be in attendance that's what you should consider so if it's uh like nsc events where i suspect is mostly industry partners that attend uh these things then if you're going there you know that is mostly a networking thing and uh, you're not expecting to get any uh, business immediately uh, from the whole thing so who's in attendance industry partners or is it going to be customers um Another example that we can use to flesh this out is the, I think it's called the Consumer Ele Electronics Expo, I think, in America. I can't remember. I think it's the Consumer Electronics Expo. Because those back, at, back, in, um, back in the day, I used to enjoy watching uh, BBC Click. BBC Click and uh, CNN, some CNN program. And, you know, around uh, digital and tech stuff. And so they would cover the Consumer Electronics um, Expo and uh, for consumer electronics expo that one was mostly attended by industry partners so you'd have people there uh, ford uh, general motors uh, uh, sony you know big names everybody showcasing what it is that they have you're showcasing the latest high-tech car the latest high-tech tv or your uh, kettle that can boil water but is connected to the internet uh, uh, don't know why you would do that um, let's see what else or show your um, latest um, sustainable um, batteries uh, solar panels or i mean it's it's, it's really big and you even have some people showing off um, robots that they're about to hit the market with so it's really huge um, and i hear that uh, it's a spectacle spanning several days and uh, some people even say it's a good form of cardio because you go there you're walking the whole hall there's a lot to see so you come today you come tomorrow you come the day after and it's uh, really huge now even though that one is uh, has mostly industry partners in attendance 
the thing is the event organizers have been able to garner um, a lot of buzz around the uh, program and so because of that there's plenty of media coverage and that gets ordinary people like you and me interested so it's possible that even though um, retail players might not be in that space but you can use that as a soft launch for your product or your service so if you're coming out into the market with some product and it's the latest and the greatest then it might be a good idea to show up at consumer electronics um, expo because you may have some random people um like me or my brother because my brother also likes um, tech stuff so me my brother or uh, maybe my brother-in-law you know passing through but apart from that if you do a good job be able to court some media attention court some pr it's going to be a good way to um get a soft launch for your um, product or your service so even though it's going to be it might be something that has industry partners in attendance it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a waste of your time there's networking opportunities and you can get some pr and uh, media coverage um, out of that Okay, we've done 15 minutes, so let me just blaze through the rest. Let's see. Okay, the kind of skills that you need to pull this off. You're going to need merchant, uh, merchandising skills and display skills. And that was the thing that I hated most about trade fairs, I must confess. Because I remember one day I had set up the booth and my friend Laura um, from Porsche and Pristine um, events, she passed through and she was like, Ah, Tavishima, this looks horrible. You set this place up like you're a carpenter. And um yeah she was right because i have no merchandising skills i have no display skills so i just put out the white bed sheet and i just put everything on the table and that was it and you know i couldn't be bothered so she came through um she put uh, like a flower vase and she did that hemming thing where you use needles on the uh sorry not is it needles pins you use pins on the cloth you bunch them together uh the splash of color here and there and then she propped up one of the books and then uh, propped up the wedding frames in front and she just she did her she did her magic basically and um the the uh table um our stand you know ended up looking much more uh, presentable so that's a skill that um, you need because if you're going to go there and just uh, throw things down like a carpenter don't expect to um attract um certain kinds of people because you want the whole thing to be um, visually appealing to draw people in so whether it's a real estate fair uh, whether it's a wedding expo or whether it's nse or whatever it is depending on the context you have to find a way to make your stand or your display look real nice so merchandising that's a skill that you need how are you going to display uh, things at your uh, stand but with the example that i gave remember it's not something that you have to handle personally um, yourself you can get your friend to come help you out if he or she is more skilled at these sorts of things you're also going to need rapport building skills uh, conversational skills because a lot of time is going to be spent talking to people who are coming through your stand uh, make sure you have water because your throat is going to get dry from all that um, uh, talking you also need skills in contact management uh, or using a CRM that's a customer relationship management tool because you're going to be meeting lots of people you're going to be collecting phone numbers email addresses instagram handles twitter handles uh, uh pinterest handles or whatever that's for people in the wedding and the event space you'll be collecting those kinds of details i'm assuming that if you're in other industries then you might be collecting linkedin handles but bottom line is you're going to be collecting a whole lot of um data different kind of contacts that you need to have uh, you need to be um, skilled and have the right mindset at managing all this information that you are going to get because it's going to be absolutely pivotal for the follow-up that you have to perform later. 
They also need skills in um, EQ, emotional quotient, uh, relationship building, follow up. Uh, you need all of that. Uh, something that people don't talk about, you need to have a high level of physical stamina. Now, for those of us in the wedding and the event space, uh, well, who used to be in the wedding and the event space, physical stamina is not a problem because as a wedding photographer, you're used to working 12-hour days. Uh, you're up, uh, you're at the bride's house or whatever. Okay, let's say for those of you based in Lagos, because of how traffic and um, how terrible traffic can be, you're up by four or five, so you can get to the bride's house for six or seven, and then you're shooting up until maybe five, six, and then after, maybe after party or something. So wedding photographers, wedding planners, no problem. We have the stamina. We can stand for a very long time. But for the rest of you average Jews, the first time you're thrown into one of these things and you find that you have been standing for six hours straight talking to people, you... Uh, you leave the day feeling extremely um, knackered. So, uh, comfortable chairs so you can sit down once in a while and take walks. Uh, you guys need to come up with an understanding about when people can take lunch breaks so somebody can come and go and eat or go and drink water or use the loo or whatever. But uh, levels of physical stamina are, are required. So now, what not to expect? If you're involved in complex sales scenarios, don't expect to sell out all the things that you have brought. Um, what is a complex sales scenario? Uh, I'm not going to get into that. When you're done listening to this episode, um, scroll back. Use the search function in your podcast player. I have made episodes on complex sales scenarios and simple sales scenarios. Listen to that and you find out what the key distinction um, is. Well, basically, uh, let's see. Okay. We are 20 minutes over. I need to wrap this up quickly. Hmm. Okay, so don't expect to sell out if you're in a complex sales scenario. So, wedding photographers, uh, for instance, at the wedding expo, don't expect to um, get a bunch of brides book you on that day because wedding photography is more complex than other aspects of the wedding and the event process because brides want to see you, they want to see your work, they want to compare you to a couple of people, so don't expect to close um, the deal today. For complex sales scenarios, people are coming to do research before they pick one person or before they buy for simple sales scenarios on the other hand you can expect to sell out provided that you have the right um, incentives now an example that i've given in older episodes is uh people who come to sell hair or to sell ankara at wedding expos people who sell hair and when i say hair i mean um what's that thing called you know wigs uh what else wigs weaves um and those sorts of stuff and then people who sell ankara ankara is a local fabric affordable fabric but they can use to make lots of styles um lots of affordable styles so people who sell ankara and who sell hair they do sell out at wedding expos and that's because it's a simple sales scenario in that case what they're selling is hair you get there you look at what they have either they have darling yaki or whatever i know my wife teases me that darling yaki is no longer uh, a thing like no respectable woman would use darling yaki in today's day and age um, for nigerian babes anyway i don't know what they do in ghana uh, and i don't know if you people in america use these sorts of things so anyway uh, darling yaki is all i know so that's what i'm using for the example so you get there and you see that they have darling yaki in color zero or in color three or uh in or in color this or that hue or whatever and you either like it or you don't and how much does it go for it's ten thousand naira. you either have the money or you don't 
um there's going to be a discount maybe 20 percent or whatever but the thing is it's a simple sales scenario you get there you see it you like it or you don't you have the money or you don't you buy it or you don't it's that simple it's that straightforward and so people who sell hair they sell out at those events because it's straightforward they go there they put up a sign five percent discount they put all their hair there and this is all it takes the first day might be a little slow for them um you know one or two people might come you know buy a few things but uh with bridal with wet expo for instance it lasts um three days uh, three or four days so those people might go home and then talk to other people that you can't believe i saw darling yaki there darling yaki is normally uh fifteen thousand naira, but that um they have a two percent discount so i bought it at 13.5 or whatever and then the second day that's where all the magic happens people just seem to descend out of nowhere and before you know it they sell out all their ankara or their hair on day two and then on day three and then on day four so those people they sell out it's a simple sales scenario you either like this ankara fabric or you don't you have the money or you don't you're buying or you're not it's that simple but if it's more complex you're a photographer or you're a wedding planner people want to uh, look at you they want to um source you out they want to compare you to other people uh things like that before making a decision so the main reasons for attending these um trade fairs is so that you can get contacts of people to talk to um people have come by your booth who could be possible customers you're also going to build relationships with other vendors who are there because those are people that you can partner with uh later on my video um a lot of the video crews that i work with for that's when i still entertain corporate bids for photography and video are people that i have met through these sorts of things uh networking not just with customers uh, but with other um, vendors like i mentioned and so that's the main reason for um, attending these things if you have the right expectations and also if you have the right skills to be able to see these things um, through um because if you don't have your merchandising right if you set this thing up like a carpenter you're not good with conversation uh you stink you haven't had a shower uh you don't know how to manage all the contacts that you get and uh you have a repulsive personality you have no emotional conscience then attending trade fairs is going to be a bad idea because you're going to go there and chase everybody away and you know quite frankly business is going to um flop so um my general recommendation if you're attending these things don't push for the sale at the booth don't approach every single person saying buy now buy now buy now buy now sign up sign up subscribe subscribe no that's not what you should um do because uh, trade fairs are really noisy and you can't have complex um conversations you can't uh, consider complex things because there's music blasting uh there's a thousand people walking all over the place people bumping into you um the noise is loud you have to be shouting into each other's ears um all kinds of things so that's not the those are not the best conditions under which to uh do business what you should be focusing on is by ask um is on having uh, qualification um conversations qualification questions i'm not going to go into detail what those are once you're done listening to this episode if this is your first time just look for episodes here use the search function within this podcast uh, player and you find my old episodes where i talk about sales frameworks uh qualification frameworks um and uh, how sales ought to be conversation led and you'll uh, get more um information about those sorts of things so basically when people get to your booth you should be asking them questions about them you should be find out some more about the person find out some more about the business 
you also should try and find out more about the problem or more about the opportunity that is being explored so back to my favorite example well at least for the last uh, couple of days so far if you're an architect and you attend one of these trade shows it's not about people coming to your booth and then you say uh sign up uh pay me a fifty thousand naira retainer so i can design on your buildings so it's not about your uh 100k retainer okay 100k is small for architects okay let's make it 1.2 million so it's not about your 1.2 million retainer from the get-go it's about talking to the person um, who came to the booth you're trying to figure out who they are uh where they came from what they're interested in what projects are they currently working on what kind of style aesthetics um do they have what are the budgets of the things that they've worked on in the past and from having all those conversations that you're going to be able to get a sense of whether there's any possibilities for doing business with them in the future so if you attend these things it's not about buy now buy now buy now buy now except if you um have a simple sales scenario so if you are in a simple sales scenario so if you are uh let's say you sell gary at um and you attend the international food uh, festival then you know it's straight up you know uh you can buy a sack of my gary at normally at uh okay let me just guess i don't know how much a sack of gary cost so you can buy the sack of gary at uh, fifteen thousand naira. but if you attend at this booth today we're going to sell it to you for 13.5 so how many sacks are you getting are you getting 10 or are you getting 20 so in that case it's a commodity straight up you can go in for the queue you know buy my gary now buy my sacks of rice buy my sacks of beans but if you're the architect you can't keep doing buy now buy now buy now sign me up retainer 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 client agreement you, you can't make that push now it's about having simple conversations to explore stuff so you can do business together okay so sorry that episode 527 has gone for such a long time i haven't done a 30 minute episode in a very 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 long time i just wanted to make sure that we uh treat it as much as possible here so i wouldn't have to split this up into two episodes um let's see okay i can't remember what next was supposed to do okay i think this next is going to be networking i think i have to have a look at the list of um questions so i think there's something on networking and uh and then we'll be able to uh bring this narrative act to a close that's the uh, sources of lead generation or methods of lead generation so thank you very much for listening to episode 572 thanks for your time and attention i'll catch you guys at the next episode and keep in mind out i'm rolling out some products uh, soon some uh, coaching uh, some coaching products coaching and mentoring products that will be announced soon on the podcast and for those of you who follow me on other um, social media um, outlets so uh, okay well tiktok is dead no not tiktok twitter twitter is dead for me so if you follow me on um, tiktok facebook uh, instagram you'll be hearing some more about that in the future So thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.